this is Anthony with Bang and Beers Podcast. I'm here with Ben, as always, uh, Dave from Tornado Tag, and he's you know he's been on Bang and Beers a couple times. He's becoming more of a regular, um, and we're here with. Well, I'll let you introduce yourself in a second, but we're at first time in a in a local business, so we're at Strikers here. So you see the lovely background. Um, it is a little dark because we we snuck in before opening <laughs> hours to do this, so it's not super loud. Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna do some craft beers that were that we got from well, that we get we got from North Carolina. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll talk about the brewery and stuff in a second. So you want to introduce yourself to the crowd? Yeah, my name is Chuck. I'm the uh, bar manager here at Strikers. Awesome. And a big fan of craft beer. Yeah, a big fan of local music. We see me and Chuck talked a couple weeks ago. We were here, and Chuck's like, "Well, not uh, we we're, we're so we're, next two Sundays we're gonna be here." Yeah. Um, it won't be live anymore. So banging beers, we, we talked about on our pages. The banging beers and all the other shows are not going to be live anymore. The reason for like not cool in high school and tornado tag. The reason being is my laptop's horrible, and we're at the point now where um, I feel like we're sacrificing quality to go live, and we don't really need to. And I think right now where we are, I don't want people to tune in, watch a terrible stream where it looks pixelated, or the the mic doesn't match the voices because we're lagging, because the computer can't handle it, or the internet dips out on a second. So I just want to put the best quality out right now. So we're gonna re we're gonna record every episode and then upload them possibly another day. So the way this might work is maybe we'll have a so it's gonna look like for maybe this week for tornado tag for not cool in high school and banging beers we took the week off but realistically i think we're going to be a week ahead of schedule so then we'll air this next sunday then the following sunday the next episode so i think that's the way we're going to do it now so just behind the scenes stuff (laughs) that you guys are going to know now this is actually going to be probably a week later um and then we'll keep the regular schedule of these shows on sundays the other shows on thursdays other shows on wednesdays and we'll just keep doing that um if you want us to go back live and you want to help us out, in the link below is a description um, to, for PayPal. If you want to make a donation and help us grow, it is greatly appreciated, and um, it'll definitely help us speed up the process of getting better. Um, we do have a lot of really cool stuff coming um, that's going to help us go do live streams better because we talked about before in the stream. These microphones are not ideal for live locations. Yeah. They, these are more studio mics and or large crowds. And I am <laughs> no large crowds, no outdoor, um, no no background noise because I was I'm a rookie at this. We're still learning and that was our first mistake when we bought the microphones. But they work for what we do now at the kitchen, so the podcast, the studio, the kitchen, it's a fucking kitchen. kitchen. It's the kitchen. It's the kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh Double Barley Brewing out of Double North Carolina. Brewing. Uh, just one of the one of my favorite places to stop anytime I'm driving uh, along I-95. It's about halfway from uh, halfway between here and Florida, uh, halfway through North Carolina. This is a small uh, family-owned brewery in Smithfield, North Carolina, and I've been ranting and raving about their beer for a long time because pretty much the any style of beer that they make, it's the best of its kind. Awesome. Um, I stand by that. Uh, when I worked for Crowbot, this is the brewery that made uh, the Supernatural for the band. I, I wish they still made that. Oh, I never, got to, sh- I I never got to try it. <laughs> I tried. You know, maybe it'll make a comeback one day. Round two, maybe? A different style? Maybe. Well, maybe maybe we can make the, the Mother Brain beer. Hey, there was talk. There was there? Well, yeah. Make a few maybe, of them. Make maybe, a few uh, of them based on the album. I definitely try that. I don't. Have, I don't have a hand in that. <laughs> Double barley. If you're listening, you have huge friends in Pennsylvania that would love some crowbot beer. So if you want to get that going, that would be awesome. Um, so we have all the beers here to our left. If uh, don't pull them all over. Okay. Um, 
we just put kind of put them on ice. So I don't know okay. how we're sitting here. Check check one. Let's check one out. Abby's. I mean, not actually check it out. Like, oh. feel if it's cold. Oh. <laughs> it's there. It's good. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put it back in. I want to submerse it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna drink it now. Uh, right. so we're, grab two of them out. So this is the Abbey's Amber Ale. Art is awesome on it. Got two of them right there. Yeah. Thank you. So. So we'll go around the horn with one. Well, don't open the yellow. See how okay. we do with one, because he's not drinking too too much, because he has stuff to do today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very dark. Oh, oh, it's got that nice good, lager color. Yeah. Good amber. I'll say if it's a dark beer, Tony might be in trouble. Dark beers are are my kryptonite. Uh, no matter what they're made of, it always tastes like coffee to me. Um. So Double Bar Brewery on the label says shares a love for craft beer and the community and desire to bring them together. Check us out at doublebarbrewery.com. Um, just start charging warnings. This is a dark copper medium bodied beer with a nice malt balance. Um, Morris odor and crystal malts. If I'm not, I said we're not beer experts. I just like to drink them and tell you if they taste good. Um, <laughs> this is a um, this beer gives it a rich character while not being over malty. A great session beer, um, at least how Double Barley defines it as a session beer. So let's see how we go here. This is the Amber. Ab- oh, I'm sorry, Ab- Abby's Amber Ale. A session beer at six percent. ABV, you gotta love it. Yeah, oh boy. So, <laughs> I don't know what their what the definition of session beer is. Maybe is that like how we call it an all day beer? Is that a Pretty session much, beer? Yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So like so, you can you could polish off like three or four of them and be like, I'll be honest, you can drink them all day. I agree with them. I agree with them. This is a six percent. It's been reviewed <laughs> almost five thousand times. Wow. Averaging at three five three, according to Untapped. Three five is respectable. I would. I'm around the same. I'm around the same spot with my first taste. Uh, so I know it is an ale, but it, it to me, it's very lagery. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of feels like Yingling lager. It does. It, it, it does. It, 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 this, this to me has a very Yingling style taste to it, even, even uh, though it's an amber. An even amber at Killian's? Kind of reminds me of Killian's yeah. a little bit. Um, so anytime I taste like a lager style beer, obviously, because hometown crowd, we're from Pottsville, we're gonna, I always rank it with Yingling. I'm a Yingling fan. I know a lot of people in the area support it and some people don't. Um, this this is delicious. I really, really like you this. You guys are on there. Well, yeah, we're on there. Um, as a venue, like Strikers is on untapped, but there's a, uh, so, uh, there's a next level where, where you can you can upload can what promote. beers you have exactly yes mm-hmm. the uh, flavor profile given is malty smooth sweet light and dark yeah this is a good beer I mm-hmm. like this the, I can definitely this can definitely be an all dayer for me as well um, like I said it, it to me this falls more of a lagery taste not so much an ale but it does have that darker malty to it it's a, this is a very it's very I like this a lot I can definitely drink this all day long. I agree on that. I mean, uh, it is at the at the end. It's pretty crisp. Yeah. Too. So like, obviously, it gives its namesake the session. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty good. All right, we'll pop that one back in the ice, and maybe we'll come back to that one. Dave, I think you had a good point uh, comparing it to Killian's. You know, that's an Irish red ale. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, it's got that. It totes the dark, line. That right. darker tone. Yeah. Right. This is really, this is really. this is Killian meets Yingling. Yeah. 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 
It's not over the top. And they had a baby named Abby. It's, <laughs> it's not over the top at all. It's very easy going down. I mean, I could see myself maybe drinking a six-pack of this. Almost oh, definitely. This is like uh, Yingling and and uh, and Killian's had a girlfriend and they're fighting over her, <laughs> and her name is Abby. <laughs> this is that's how I would rank this. This is I would love I can I would definitely this is an all day beer for me. I, would, I, I, would I think multiples. I'm gonna respect the average review. I'm gonna go about three five. I would go three after having a couple more sips of it and about to finish my little my sample here. I would possibly so the way we do it is three is it's a it's a beer. I mean I enjoyed it. I wouldn't go crazy for it. If it was the only thing there, I would have it again. Three, two, five is it's a little more on the like. If it was there, I would probably choose it over something else. Three, five is this is a very, very. It's a very good beer. Um, I would, I would seek it out. Or if it was there, I would definitely that would be a first choice. Three, seven, five is this something I would seek out, or I would have more of if I can get it. Now, for some of these beers, obviously it's harder for us to get them because Double Barley isn't distributed yeah. in our area. Um, and then your four is like, holy shit, this beer was phenomenal. Uh, four two five, and then four two five, four five, four seven five is pretty much perfect. It's I'm trying to be more respectable of my fives. Um, <laughs> You've but, handed out several fives in the last few weeks. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, I have. You not. handed out several well, fives. Go to the books. <laughs> I have not. Ben, how many fives has he handed out in the last three or four weeks that we've? The done last this? five I gave was the blueberry, the blueberry crumb from. Uh, you mean uh, no Tattered Flag Blueberry Custard. You gave this, the Banana Split Beer a 5. Actually, I didn't give the Blueberry. I gave it a 4.75, and I gave the Banana a 5. I think yeah. I gave that a 4.75. I'm pretty right. sure one of the ones from uh, the, the episode with myself and Sarah, you gave a 5 out. I don't know. The last 5 I gave, I think, besides those two, was the was the Infinity Hop episode. The blood orange. The, yeah, the, the blood that orange. Was, Definitely was, a blood orange. I know that was a guarantee. That was phenomenal. That was so good. I have yet to give out a five because honestly, what is a five when it comes to beer? I mean, that blood orange. That blood orange was a five. It fiver. has to have a lot of dynamics to it. Like, yeah. it's got to have a nice, nice flavor to it. It's, it's got to make me like want to come back to that place wise. over and over again and order that one beer mm. for me to have it to be a five. Yeah. So, what was your introduction, Chuck, to uh, craft beer? Hold on. He's a businessman. Hold on. Give him a second. Business first. <laughs> <laughs> Had to look. Uh, oh, now that we were recording and not to make noise when they come in. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, when I turned 21, my sister was a bartender at a place called uh, Kildare's in Westchester. She's okay. still working down there? Not in, not in Westchester anymore. Um, the bar was one of the two most popular spots in you know Westchester for the college kids, and they had a phen uh, phenomenal... Uh, beer selection so at the time when I turned 21 it was actually cool they had a promotion going called around the world in 80 beers and okay, you yeah. got a list of everything that they had available and every new beer that you tried you got uh, the bartender to sign off for you and with every 10 beers you got a different prize it was an awesome promotion and I got to try now was it so a, was it full beers. pint glasses or was it oh yeah, several yeah. You, had, you had you had to buy a full serving um, I mean, and usually that would either be a pint glass or a bottle, um, you know, some of the things like a trip L will be, uh, you know, a little snifter, but... Supposedly there's a place in Shenandoah that does something similar, a bar. Really? It doesn't have as many on tap, but I think they sell a bunch of craft. Yeah. And what they do is you have to, you have four months to do a hundred beers, a hundred different beers or something like that. And when you buy the beers, if you if you complete their list or you get so many hundred different beers in a certain amount of time, yeah. you get a jacket. 
Nice. Yeah. I, uh, oh, wow. That, that, that was a good way to spend 21, and I'm I, proud to say I got my name on the wall, on the plaque. You know, I was, I think, the sixth person to finish the challenge. Oh, wow. So, nice. Yeah. Now, is that a once-in-a-while thing they do, or is that something they do a lot? i got to be honest, I haven't been to that bar in years, so uh-huh. it's uh, hard for me to say. I tried to go on Christmas Eve, and they were closed. Go figure. What, um, <laughs> what, what is your type of beer? Like, what if it, like your go-to? Are you, are you a porter? Are you an ale? Are you a, a I love IPA? sours. I love sours. I love goes. Um, I like wheat ales. Uh-huh. Um, that's generally where I lean towards, and if I'm going with an IPA, I... I get on this soapbox all the time. An IPA can be hoppy for the sake of hoppy, and those are the ones that I, 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 don't, I don't mess with. Mm-hmm. But an IPA that has a flavor that's accentuated by the hops, yeah. that's what a true great IPA should be. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, a higher, I'm a higher hop count guy. He likes, yeah. the, he likes the high hop. So you, you the, like, he likes yeah. the bitter beer face. The yeah. IBUs. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> and we just, we were talking to, uh, the, uh, uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff we talked about last week when it came to making beers with the Budwashes. They, 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 they definitely um, clued us in a lot of cool stuff that I didn't even know about. And it sucks that that audio wasn't able to be used because once again, our mics are tar- terrible. But we're gonna definitely sit down with the Pillaru guys again. So if you are looking for that episode, it's gonna happen again. We just couldn't use the audio because where we were. Yeah. But um, they said a lot of breweries are not even using the IBUs anymore. They're not even putting it, are, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just- They're gonna throw it out pretty much. Cause they said it's just, it's just not, it just, for me, I look for it because the higher mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm more lean to buy it. Um, but they said that they, that might be something that might may I, discontinue. I, I think it could be off-putting for someone, and again, because a high IBU without a flavor profile to balance with it, yeah, to me is just hoppy for the sake of hoppy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that could be off-putting if it's coming from a brewery that doesn't uh, that doesn't we'll appreciate one. that. Sure. Might as well try to find one of those IPAs, and I know there's two. Oh. Well, we have two of these. We're gonna so we're gonna, we're gonna do this one twice, but we'll, we'll we'll go for it right away. <laughs> So, uh, growing up in Pottsville, most of us growing up in the Schuylkill County area, of course, we have one of the largest craft brewers in Ameri- in the United States, being Yingling. The what is your, what is your go-to Yingling? Oh, Chesterfield. Chesterfield. My man. My man. My man. And, here, and here's, the thing, here's the thing about Chetty that is undeniable. A lager is a lager, a premium, you know. That's a craft beer. A, a Chesterfield. I, I mean, I've had 500 different beers just checked in onto Untapped, and I've never found anything. That's the same. That's that's like close. Chesterfield or like Chetty has never been imitated. Nobody has ever come close to getting that unique, perfect balance of 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 uh, a premium a, and a lager. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like it has a skunkiness to it, but I like it. But it's appropriate. Yeah. It's an appropriate skunkiness. <laughs> it's 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 appropriate bitterness. Um, and it's smooth. It's refreshing. And they will crush you if you're not careful. Oh, fucking A, they will. <laughs> Is this a cursing program? Yeah, you can curse. You can curse. I don't know. Yeah. I'm representing business. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Tony's going to be a little turned off here, but the one next one Ben pulled out is the Steak Cake Stout. Oh, yeah. So this is a stout. It's an imperial be- stout. Usually stouts I'm fine with because stouts aren't usually with the high roast and you don't get the coffee taste. Where the porter 
is more of the roast. Am I right? Or is it the other way around? Vice versa. All right. Well, fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> so it says, surprisingly smooth and easy to drink with a little bitterness, balanced with roasted flavors, hops, and yep, malt. Yep, there's roast. Yeah. Pours right. a brown, creamy head and that stays throughout the drink, mildly carbonated, lending to the smoothness. So no matter what you tell me this is going to taste like, for some reason, it's going to be coffee. It's, it's going to taste like coffee. So two me. people at this table is going to like it. Two people at this table is probably going to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We, we see what happens here. Um, now, once again, if, if you want to mix and clean your glass out, you can. We're savages. We just go for it on this show. <laughs> um, There's only one episode where we really rinsed, and I want to say that was the Infinity episode because yeah. we wanted yeah, to get Yeah, we the, wanted to enjoy all those beers. For how much you gave up for that show, I think it was appropriate to at least get the full flavor of and each. How, yeah, Ben got beers from Texas. It was it was definitely a... Ooh. It was I a, may or may not disclose how yeah, I got The them. Power Stone from the Infinity Series was a 14% Russian go. double Imperial. Go, Russian easy, go Imperial. easy with me on that one. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to waste it mm. in case I don't like it. Russian Imperial, yeah. And then after that, we had a, we still had some in the cans left over, and we immediately coffee, immediately coffee. So like we mixed all we mixed all of them together and oh. called it the snap. Yeah, yeah, we called it the snap. It was ridiculous, <laughs> and like the one the one page was like the one guy's like, oh, I got all of them, thanks a bunch, so and so, and then <laughs> I said, hey, mix them all, the, like cuvee all of them, and he just started laughing. I'm like, dude, seriously, it's that good, like. <laughs> Like the, even if you have like the stouts and all that in the yeah. wet, which we practically did, and you tasted the fruit yeah. still. I mean, wow. you think about it. You mix. None of them were what below an eight. Yeah, they were all. Super they were strong. all above an eight. They're, the it was highest being fourteen. Ingenious. So ingenious Dude. used to be in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Up in Harrisburg, and they moved from Pennsylvania to Texas. Of course. Yeah. So this is a ten percent reviewed, just under seventy five hundred times and on top with an average <laughs> of three point eight two. So it's thick. It's dark. Um, mm. It's coffee, but it's not terrible coffee. I still, I still wouldn't have more than what's in my glass, just because uh, that's not for me. That's good. You yeah. know what kind of remi- it reminds me a little bit of a get like a Guinness it aftertaste. Is. It's more too, of a Guinness. It nice. has more of a Guinness to it than the coffee, yeah. but it still has a coffee taste. You to me. see, I'm not a Guinness drinker at all. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm not really getting coffee in that. I'm getting I more do. of a. I get the. I definitely taste the roast. Sweetness there, I'm right? getting I'm more of like a. a sweet roast. That uh. Baker's chocolate, you know how it has that like very mm-hmm. subtle bitterness to it. I'm getting like a baker's chocolate out of it, so it's really not coffee for me. This is actually not bad. Yeah, I, it's not terrible. I've definitely, I would, I would say if you're a stout person, this is probably right up your alley. Uh, I'm interested to see what they, what they, why they're going with the steak. Probably you can just eat. I'm thinking, do they have a restaurant attached with the brewery? Yes, they do. Maybe that's their way of promoting the food, saying if you're having a steak or something, you have this. This would be a very good beer with a with a with a meat. Yeah. So you you have the steak cake stout with the steak. Maybe you have Abby's ale with a burger. Maybe that's their way of pairing food because uh, Angry Orchard does that. They have an app to where, depending on what you're eating, if you're eating pork, they suggest you use the crisp apple Angry Orchard to pair with your food. Okay. So maybe that's their giver to the names. Maybe. You know what? I'll find out the, uh, I'll get the story for that for next week. And what we're going to do is we're going to take pictures of all the beers and stuff we have, and we're yeah. going to post it and tag Double Barley and stuff yep. like that. Maybe they can, I'll read, we can reach out to them that way as well. All right, I'm going to quick try to get rid of this. It's really not that bad, Tony. And I'm saying that about a dark beer, and I'm not a dark beer guy. There's no way you can get through Tony with a nope. stout. We got him with the sours. We broke him down with the sours, and now he's I hated he's sours gone. for the longest time. Really? I hated them. Some, oh. of my, some of my favorites. 
Oh, we fucking hammered we, them. We've got a good, <laughs> we got a good selection of sours here. Yeah, that was actually my next question. So, um, if people come to the come come to uh, Strikers, mm -hmm. um, what can we expect beer wise? Uh, you could expect me to talk your ear off yeah. because I <laughs> you get me started talking about beer, I'm gonna go. What mm -hmm. uh, I right now, um, I'd say probably one of the breweries that's getting really featured is uh, Evolution. Um, Evolution. We've got okay. four of their beers now. Unfortunately, none of them are on draft, but we do have the Evolution Lot Number Three IPA. We've got the Pine Hopple IPA, which is awesome. I don't know. I just went in there. I almost killed myself. <laughs> I would have died on camera. Mm -hmm. I tried to chug it real quick, and the ice all went down my throat. <laughs> Bad, I'm sorry. Didn't work, didn't work so well. Huh? <laughs> um, we also got that uh, Day Crush Session Sour Ale, which is phenomenal on a hot day. Like, God willing, if today ends up being my day off, and I get to sit outside on this patio, that's what I'm going to be drinking. I, I may, after we wrap up, I may have one with you. I think you should. What time does the kitchen open today? Uh, two o'clock. Two? Because yep. uh, I was kind of hoping it would have been open, and I was coming to, kind of hoping to have lunch. Oh, oh, yeah, we, came, we came early, so we can we can get the quality down. Yeah. Um, no, we'll, we'll be opening it, too. Uh, actually, staff should be showing up soon. Yeah. You got, you got three trogues. Who's the bartender trogues. today? Cody. Yeah. yeah, you got three. You got three uh, trogues on, on, on in the bottle. You yes, have Dreamweaver, you have Perpetual, and you have Java Head. Yep. Um, uh, and when the first cut is seasonal. Yes. Uh, when that comes now, out, was, oof, when we were doing it. Tornado Love Tag it. podcast, I was usually picking up a six pack because the fridge wasn't really full at the time. We didn't want to use the beers in the fridge yeah. to drink it outside of the episode. So I would stop at Wise, in which their selection has gone way down. They refuse mm -hmm. to really put new stuff on the shelves, which I don't understand. But I grabbed a six pack of first cut and I brought it up with him and I know how much he likes peach and we we housed it before the show was over. <laughs> I actually have a bottle of first cut sitting in um, in my fridge right now. When we went to Trogues, we went and bought it. I'll tell you what, Trogues has this lager. Um, what's it called again? Uh, Not your everyday or so I forget what it's called. There's a they have a lager and they do another one. So it was my first time. I'll, that was I'll my first up. brewery I went to. That was Trogues. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. If you haven't done I Trogues, have the food when in doubt. So when in doubt. So they have a lager called When in Doubt. Awesome lager. And then we had. Was it that standard lager color? That dark yes. brown. Yes. Actually, no. It was like it was. It was, it was like a, it was a lot. It wasn't very dark. It was. It was almost like a golden, almost like a golden pilsner like size that. style. That's different. It was gorgeous. Nice. It was gorgeous. It was tasty. Um, and then we had a bunch of. A bunch of uh, flights, and the one flight, and we all shared off flights. It was the weirdest episode ever because like we were all literally sharing off a flight, and we we're like the little little it doesn't same mouth, yeah, same no. same class four mouths. So it was great. Um, now, Chuck, but, what are the odds that you can get Lagrave in here? Lagrave is a good beer. Lagrave is a Belgian. It's they actually one have better ones. When you go to Troges, you can get Lagrave in a in a in a bourbon barrel. Don't tell me that. It's awesome. Don't tell me that, because <laughs> now I'm going to want to go there. Yeah, it's I awesome. Bought a, I bought a few drugs and two Let me see bottles. what I can do. So you get Lagrave in here, this might be my new drinking spot. It should be. Plays good music, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and another thing, so you have a key. Yeah, I'm trying to just go by memory. You had some Reds, some uh, Angry Orchard, some oh, yeah, Killian's, uh, Guinness. There's, uh, I mean, the, the, the cooler has a lot. And then on tap, we got um, Lager, Golden Lager, Miller uh -huh. Light. Blue Moon. Uh, a blue moon, moon. Uh, golden the... pilsner. We got the summer shandy. Summer shandy. Yeah. And natty light. Natty light. Oh, uh, you cheap. Buck fifty draft. No, that's that's a good. That's hey, a, that's honestly. No, whoa, whoa, is it natty light or natty bow light? There is a difference. Oh, it's just natty light. Uh, honestly, for school county, I think every tap should have 
the dollar fifty tap. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Oh my god, that's a good move. Now you got to remember, back in the day before Hucklebuck started hiking their prices, you can go in there on a Tuesday and get a a dollar PBR and eat all the tacos you wanted. And then they did away with the PBR, and then it was a dollar twenty-five lion's head, still two very good beers Mm -hmm. to pair up there. Yeah, we've got the uh, two dollar lion's head bottles all day, every day. How much? Two dollars. I could do that. Yeah. Not to mention, Lion's Head has that little game in the cap. You got to try and figure out the name. And you get to keep the cap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a. a, See, the the funny thing about Lion's Head is you'll find almost every cap once. There's one that it's almost impossible to find. What there's 140 of them, I believe. Take a guess which number is impossible to find. Tell me 69. 69. (laughs) That's a good. That's good marketing. Let's grab the next one out here. And it's crazy because you'll sit there and like, man, I've got like. 30 number seventeen IPA. There's some boobies on this one. Yes, there are oh, some yeah. uh, cartoon boobs on this, and it's a 6.8. Touche IPA is a heavily hopped American-style IPA featuring five different hops, a well-balanced, easy-drinking beer that pairs well with a variety of foods. This is our go-to beer all year long. So this is their uh, this their uh, their signature beer. So the, it's a girl. Um, with a with a fencing a, sword with huge woman. boobs, looks that, like a Renaissance thing. That's not a girl. Yeah. That's a woman. That's a woman, and but her <laughs> head, her head and face is a hop. Yes, which is cool. Cool and art. They actu- and they actually do uh, an an actual definition on the bottle first that I see it. Um, touche! Exclamation! Touche! In fencing, used as an acknowledgement of a hit by one's opponent. Two, used as an acknowledgement during a discussion of a good or clever point made at one's expense. By another person. Three. The brewmaster made this IPA for his wife. Che. Sha. Yeah. Sha. I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't. I failed linguistic. No, I know failed <laughs> linguistics, but. But uh. Barely got. Touche IPA from Double Barley Brewing is a 6.8 APV, 76 IBU, reviewed almost 6,000 times with an average of 3.61. Good for them. And I got something for Chuck then too because um, you brought up you know around the world and eighty beers. They actually did something like that in State College way back in the day when I was going to college, and I was like, oh wow, like that's pretty cool. I heard about it. So and the way the name is spelled for the white owner was Shy, like Cheyenne. Oh yeah. Oh. But yeah, it was funny it's because like I I go there like I tried it three times. The third time I finally got the passport to log everything, and the first time I go, hey, you got any passports? No, All right. So like two months, you know, I, like I the went color back on this. and I was like, hey, do you got any more passports? I go, they go, no, no, we didn't get them. So finally got fed up. It was like maybe like four or six months. I said, okay, do you have passports? And the one guy's like, yep, we got it. I was I was gonna give up on the third try. So. <laughs> They usually give you like 22 ounce bottles and two, and I'm like, wow, I'm not going to get that loaded. You know what I mean? So, yeah. my one nice buddy. Smell, the color's nice. Yeah. So, so it, it's, a, it's a great incentive to mm-hmm. uh, get people excited about trying new beer and get people, I mean, not, not for nothing, but you do it, especially in the college market. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you've got a whole, every year, you've got another crop of new drinkers, mm-hmm. and they don't know what they want. I mean, when you're, when you're 20, and every, and every year up to that, you're at the mercy of someone else buying your alcohol. Right. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get to decide. Fresh 21, you're going to drink 21. domestics, domestics, domestics until you finally branch out when you hit that 24, 25 saying, I want to try something else. My first my first couple crafts, I hated. Well, true. You do have the Trove, uh, the Trove story where you insulted the vice president. Yeah, I did. I told, <laughs> I told the vice president. He told him his beer sucked right to his face. 
I didn't know who he was at first in my defense. <laughs> Good. But uh, <laughs> when you're fresh 21, you don't know but what... Since, but since, have have but since then, Strokes has become my favorite brewery, one of my favorite breweries, and they changed their game. So I'd like to think that I was a, a, a hand of maybe that. Someone, a contributor. Maybe someone just needs uh, a good Who do we have here? That is Troy. He's back there uh, hanging out. Hi, Troy. Are you one of the cooks, a bartender? What do we got? He's our head mechanic. He keeps the bowling alley up. Oh, and okay. Okay. Oh, cool. So, yeah, if you don't know, uh, Strikers is not just a bar. It's also a bowling alley. Oh, yeah. um, so Troy probably knows my parents and probably even, probably even knows me. Um, the uh, Blackwells, Nancy and Tony, they live here. So I was raised in bowling alleys my entire life. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually decent at bowling, but I don't want to be. Oh, I am the worst bowler <laughs> in this place. Bowling is that one thing you do with your friends when you have no clue what you want to do that night. And it's... What are we still charging here? Four twenty-five a game? Oh, don't ask me. I don't know. I believe it's still four twenty-five a game. And cosmic bowling on a Saturday night, the lights go out, the pins light up. You now, win a free get couple free games. Is it is, is it, it is. next Friday where you guys are doing the the the, the, the promotion thing where the games are we were talking oh, about the other day? What's that? Good old days. Go next Friday. So next Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Sa so next Saturday and Sunday, it's 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 good old days. Mm -hmm. um, you want to talk more about that at Strikers? Our, um, I believe it's cheaper games. They specifically asked me to stop answering bowling-related questions because I'm never right. <laughs> well, let's get the head. But it, but it is once it's up the phone, we'll have them come well, over. It is, uh, it is uh, 50 cent games, 50 cent hot dogs, and 50 cent natty light drafts. Oh, wow, that's a that's a triple threat right there. So, right. hot dogs, beers, free 50 cent bowling. Um, but yeah, wow. anyway, so my family's amazing. Like really, they're not amazing, but they're good bowlers. Um, my uncle Jody uh, Webb, he was a phenomenal bowler. Now we come from, we were Plaza people, Plaza lanes, my and then God, Plaza yeah. closed, and they all they yep. all they migrate over to Strikers. You got to remember there was no bowling alley in Pottsville there for a while because this place had not opened up before Plaza closed because of the mudslide out back. Yes, yeah. this bowling alley Westwood. was completely destroyed by a mudslide, and it really? was called Westwood oh, yeah. Lanes yep. then too. Okay, mm -hmm. um, when it came down to it, at the end of the day, most people on this side of town never drove over to Plaza because they, they thought, "Why should we? This alley's here." Mm -hmm. But Plaza was more of the general consensus because coming down off of sixty-one, it was right there. Now really I could be wrong, town. but if you compared the Westwoods to Plaza back in the day, Plaza was the nicer of the two. Plaza was the better value and the nicer alley. Yes, I yeah. So I, 100%. I sometimes I I, sometimes know. sometimes a negative <laughs> turns into a positive. So. I remember now. I am remembering the mudslide did happen, and Plaza was like, "Oh crap, we're actually closing soon because Wise is buying our building." And Westwood was like, well, "We're gonna. We're pretty much. They pretty much revamped everything, made everything super like up to date technology. The lanes Plaza, are beautiful." Plaza purchased this building, and then with the help of the right financial advisors, they actually turned it into what it is today. Which is awesome. It's a cool. It's the state of the art one. Of the you, you know all the lanes have the picture, and it's 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 beautiful. It's a really cool place. They have a cool arcade. Um, Bud that works the front desk. I've known yeah. Bud since I'm And I used to be a fantastic old. bowler up at Plaza with those wooden lanes. I came down here on the synthetics. I haven't bowled above a 215. Really? That's my best game down here. And I I'm, haven't bowled above an 80. Oh, boy. <laughs> are, you, are you that bad? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no, like, oh, the only lanes I could not bowl on at Plaza, see, I throw a backup ball, and I'm a righty who throws from the left-hand side. So they're the only time I couldn't bowl at Plaza is if you put me on the lane where the pole was in the middle of your approach. That was 17. The pillar was right there in front of you, so you had to like step around the pillar to make your and shot. It, it fucked me up every time. It was my, <laughs> I hated I, used, I was like a little, so I was young, and I was in bowling leagues with my mom and my brother, uh, my mom and my dad, 
And I remember it was me and my mom in an adult youth league, and there was this guy named Terry. Now, Terry had, like, the record for most 300s at one time in Plaza. Like, they had the 300 board, and he was yeah. pretty close to the top. And uh, this dude bowled a 299 in an adult youth league with his kid. And I remember just sitting there with my mom, like, I quit. <laughs> I quit. Like, like, when you step on the court and you're eight years old and Michael Jordan houses you, you're like, I'm over this. I'm done. <laughs> like, I've seen it. I'm good. The one like, thing I would like to I see come back. I will never be that. <laughs> the one thing I would like to see come back that Plaza had that they should have brought down here was jackpot bowling. Ja oh, you, with you, the you come in on a Friday night, you pay fifteen dollars to bowl three games. Each strike you got, you got a card. And now by the end of the night, whichever whoever made the best hand out of the cards got an opportunity to bowl for the jackpot. So you could throw one strike. It's three shots. If you throw one, you win a third of the pot. If you throw two, you get two strikes. You win half the pot. You throw three, you win the whole pot. I don't remember that. They, but uh, they have uh, they, had they have like little that, incentives yeah. like that going on during uh, a lot of the league nights. They'll have things like that, which, uh, again, don't ask me to tell you, give you too much correct information yeah. on the leagues. And I remember the last night Plaza was open, they made it a special jackpot night on a Tuesday night because the thing was up over three thousand dollars. Wow! So they did raffle tickets and they started pulling raffle tickets each time your ticket was pulled. You got to throw one ball for a strike, and they chopped the pot all the way down until they got rid of it all. Nice. I, I do remember um, what uh, Plaza they would do uh, if you it was a glow bowling, and if you got the color the, the special color head the pin, front, the red head pin, they still do that here. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. what, you got like you a, get a free game. Yeah. Oh, get free game. Free game. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. you get a strike, you get a free game. Nice. But yeah, the head pin must be red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all and the, the cool thing here that they have the drop down. Screen, so they play like the music video with the songs. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's cool. So it's, nostalgic. it's definitely yeah. something to do with a pots flare if you want to come hang out with friends and family. Strikers Lane is here. Um, they have stuff for the kids. They have the arcade. Uh, the arcades has prizes. Um, not I a bad actually, place to have your birthday party either. Yeah, right. not a, you can have a birthday party. I actually, we, we my mom comes here very quite frequently, and she had enough tickets the one day. And she goes, I'm really close to a really big prize over there. You should help me out and go play this game. So I went over, put like 40 bucks in the machine, and I kept playing the coin game, and I was crushing it. And I got a lot of tickets. And my mom was like, whatever you want, you can get. And I was like, oh, cool. So I got an Amazon Alexa. Yes. Like, you got, I got an Amazon Alexa to bowling alley. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and then I had like 20,000 tickets left over. Like, I had a lot of tickets. And then the Damn. game, it was a SpongeBob game. So you oh, get the, yeah, the, yeah. the cards. So this kid was there, and he's like, man, I only need like – these these cards to complete like four or five more sets and those five or sets would take me over the limit and I can get the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. So I was like, so I had enough. I already paid for the Alexa. I gave him the rest of my tickets, gave him the four cards he needed to complete it, his four sets and then he was like, Dad, I can get the Xbox. And he's like, you have to ask your mom first. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But that's, I, I, know, I love arcade stuff like that. I go to arcades all the time. Me and my wife will get a bunch of tickets, and I just give them to a kid. Do you ever uh, go to a barcade? Like a Dave & Buster's? No, I have no, 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 no. They're so much better. Um, there's a great one in Philly. Um, I was, I've been to one that was in Baton Rouge. Um, they're old-school arcades. Yeah. Stand-up boxes. Right, street right, Fighter. Right. Um, one of my favorite games at the barcade in uh, Fishtown in Philly is called Tapper. It is a bartending video game. Right, Tapper, you gotta rush up and down the you screen. You four tables. You gotta fill the drinks bars. as they go. Yep. Valley yep. Manly, and there you go. And collect the money. You gotta always 
gotta collect the money too. Yeah, you gotta run out to the bar uh-huh. and you can't and they, get they, caught. They throw their empty glasses at you and you have to run between four different uh, lines. You gotta dodge the, the glasses. It's amazing. So you have to get the glasses so they don't smash on the floor. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of them, and I'm, I'm really I'm talking about the Philly one because it's the one closest mm-hmm. to us. But there's it, one it's an amazing games. concept, and some of them the games will be free. You pay for the drinks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the, the the arcade aspect is just there. Keep your uh, enjoyment. To keep to, to keep you there, and if you're not a big drinker, but your friends want to go out for a night, you've got something to traditional yeah. Mortal Combat. I think that we have. We, s- we actually have uh, we have one of those Sega Genesis emulators, and we did like old school Sega Genesis nights here. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, definitely something I want to do again. But we have a projector just like that plays uh, music videos out in the alley. We have the same thing, the same projector put on a Sega Genesis right there. Now, I know we're very close uh, to this uh, football season. Strikers oh, is definitely yeah. a hot spot for the football season. We get all of the team, all the people. NFL Sunday ticket. All the people that don't like uh, Eagles or don't have a bar that's like Eagles or Washington Redskins. This is where the, the oddball team fans come. <laughs> hey. We've got some Rams fans. I'm a Chargers we've got, fan. We've got I'm Raiders. Here. We've got I am Chargers. here on a yes. Sunday to see my game. Yep. They have such, you guys have a Sunday ticket here? Sunday oh, yeah. ticket. Oh, yeah. Oh, and usually, and usually the Eagles game is on the projector because everybody bitches and complains because it's not on TV. Not, it's not on so the much anymore. You know, a, a lot of the bars around here, everyone, everyone's the Eagles bar. Mm. Steelers. We get a lot of Steelers fans now. Mm. Mike, usually Mike Twig, especially. And the yeah. best thing about it is it's not Steve then during the one o'clock games, it's one, two, three, four, five TVs uh-huh. in here, five different games, and one game on the projector. That's so right. you can watch six out of twelve games. Yeah. So I I, I want to throw a proposition to you, Ben. While, while we're doing that, grab the next beer here. Sure. Not that one. Not that one. In the back. Nope. We already had that one. In there the back. No. We I had that one. All the way in the back. There we for go. For the thrill and vanilla, right? So yeah. now we're actually we're actually this is my favorite. We're actually gonna take this beer and mix it with the other one then later, right? Yep. Okay. Thrill it in vanilla. I think I might actually enjoy this one a little too much. So like you guys have trivia nights here. What are your trivia nights? Ah, Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night trivia. I host it. I uh, like to think we have fun. Uh, we do four rounds plus a picture round. One of them is uh, audio. Name that tune. Uh, right now we got about five dedicated teams that show up every week. And new people are coming in all the time. We start around 8.30. Usually lasts about two hours. Nice. So, so here's our, our pro- the proposition for you. Maybe not on the same night you do your trivia that you do now. Mm-hmm. But maybe like a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night we'll figure something out. We want to do a podcast trivia. So we do a podcast called Tornado Tag, which is all professional wrestling. We have, we have two guys that are part of the... I mean, we're all pretty big wrestling fans, but we have two guys that are like hardcore wrestling historians. We wanna, They said they did it once at Hucklebucks, and it went over very well. We did it... Uh, Andy Hedder did it at Hucklebucks once, and it was nut the butt in the back room there at Hucklebucks. You know how tight it is back there. Yeah. There was about 22 teams playing wrestling trivia. And we want to do a wrestling-themed trivia one night. Bring it on. Awesome. Right here? I remember when he did that first time around that's was, he met andy that night and didn't know he met him <laughs> that he was gonna be working with him on a podcast oh working with him with the podcast a couple of years later yeah so we want to maybe oh, do like a wrestling the, who trip. Were the teams oh, yeah. on that i know it was i know like dave cantwell steve fulton were you there i was too? not no even steve was like dude that was so much fun wrestling trivia it was me and my co- uh, my cousin will and ed Perry. they live on the other side of frackville we were a team you were cousins with those two mm-hmm. i did not know that mm-hmm. yeah they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, and like I said, maybe we could do like like a once a month thing, like one month wrestling, then we can do like 
not cool pop in high culture. school where you can do like pop culture, like movie trivia or yeah, video absolutely. game trivia or something like that? Uh, yeah, let's make something happen. Actually, one of the things maybe you guys would be interested in, we uh, are going to do family feud nights. Oh. So we've got the tornado, uh, the interviews with everyday people family. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, the people that are coming out are having a great time and they're, they're constantly bringing, you know, I mean, if I shave my, must, my beard down to the mustache, can I play Steve Harvey? <laughs> I'm Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Something you put in your mouth. Penis! You could be Louis Anderson. And you do that. <laughs> Why do I gotta be Louis Anderson? <laughs> and you give him that weird look like, you didn't just say penis. <laughs> Steve Harvey. So the Thrilla in Vanilla Porter is an 8%, 27 IBU beer. It is a smooth, medium-bodied beer with distinct bourbon-soaked vanilla bean flavorings. Slight sweetness, balanced nicely with malt bitterness. Pours a tan head that tastes like vanilla whipped cream. It has been reviewed over 14,000 times this at a, a 391. So this is the highest rated beer so far that we've come across. My only complaint is the art. You're going to give me Thrilla and Vanilla, which is pretty much a play on the Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier fright. Mm -hmm. And you have a white guy versus a black guy on the, on the label. Pennsylvania does have some history when it comes to Muhammad Ali. Um, not even 20 minutes down the road is Muhammad Ali's training camp. Yeah. They're both orange. <laughs> Neither one of them is white or black. Really? <laughs> See, I'm not really getting that. That guy in the right is definitely black. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Sugar Rashad Evans. Oh, yeah. That does look like Rashad Evans. <laughs> and but. that one looks like, I have no idea, Tommy Gunn in Rocky Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That does look like Tommy Gunn. <laughs> but uh, it's not Tommy's really a big scent to this. Um, let's give it a go. Coffee. That one has a little more coffee taste in the first one. It, it's not over the top. It has that light coffee flavor, but I actually like this one, too. I love it. I mean, Ben got me in the sours, <laughs> and now Chuck's getting me in the porters from a certain brewery. Darks and porters. You, you just gotta find the right brewery. I do uh, get there it is. There it is. There's that subtle vanilla hitting the back. So. Vanilla, it does have a lot more vanilla, but the initial coffee just it just turns me off. <laughs> it's not you. It's not the brewery. It's Tony. It's me. It's just my, Tony. It's, my, it's not you. It's me. Yeah, it's not you. It's you see, me. I'm oh, not boy, a big coffee a drinker at all. But. <laughs> <laughs> then we're gonna donate that to you. Uh, well, you like it anyways. Ben's my garbage disposal when it comes no, to. I'm the designated drinker, so yeah, he's don't drink and drive. <laughs> I will be driving. You know, every time you pour it into Ben's glass, it just reminds me of the uh, the Infinity Incident. Ben just taking everything, like, let's see what we can do. But Ben didn't finish that. You know, I just met you, Ben, but I like you. <laughs> Matt Sprague actually drank almost the whole glass. It. I didn't want to. I thought we were just gonna sample the whole thing, so I just was like gingerly. We, we all we all took like a nice mouthful drink. and sampled it, and as soon as it came to Matt, Matt housed it. And Ben was like, like <laughs> <laughs> "It's a good. It was a good episode. Put it that way. That was fun. Do, do you guys do you guys do comedy here at all with them, with Matt, Sarah? Oh yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had Cheesefoot did a comedy showcase. He put it together. Um, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, DJ Guardian, uh, Angel, he's putting, uh, this will be the second one he did. It's a comedy poetry showcase some, called Something for the Soul. He did uh, the last one about two months ago. Uh, this one is going to be, I believe, Saturday, September 14th. Something for the Soul Part 2. And comedy, how was the turnout for that? Comedy, poetry, music. Turnout was great. Every table was filled. And the thing is, there were a lot of people who came in from out of town um, who were here for the first time. And a lot of my regulars who, when I tell them, 
we're having a comedy poetry showcase. That's not something that you know goes off and you, you say to yourself, oh wow, that sounds like something I really am gonna be interested in. But I promise that everyone that walked out at the end of the night, they, they were all coming to me saying that it was a, you know, one of the most amazing things I'd ever been a part of. Mm -hmm. Because oh, yeah. it's different. And one thing that I like to bring here to Strikers is different. So yeah. th this is once again, this is not something I'm saying just because we're on camera. Because this is something <laughs> I've said even when you weren't on camera when we were talking about this venue, and I actually brought this to your attention the night we were talking about setting this up. Um, I, I, I talk, I, I'm, I'm very close, and I talk to a lot of the local bands in the area. Obviously, we're throwing our Skookstock show, um, mm -hmm. but ev most like every band I've talked to enjoys playing at Strikers for one or two reasons. You're one, you're 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 a, a bar owner and a bar who promotes just as much the show. Not, not an owner, just not, a manager. Ba ma bar manager and, and someone who takes pride in I don't even in own that car. Yeah, who takes just as much pride in where, with the bar you manage as, as much as you do with the band that's going to show up that night. You, you promote just you promote the show just as much as the band's going to promote the show. And you actually, you, you take, yeah, well, that, that one day is the yeah. only day where I caught you up. But, uh, but no, you, you, you take it seriously, man. And, it's, and this venue is really good. Like, we're in the back area where the bands would play, and what you're seeing is where you would hang out and see the bands. Um, and the cool thing is, is like, this play, I mean, the only downside is if, like, the one night with Faith was here, there was no room. Oh yeah. Like so, if you're gonna come see a show at Strikers, I recommend coming early because it can fill up very, very quickly. Um, but the the thing is, is that this it's it's a personable show. You can get right up front with the band and enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. There's no barrier between you and the band. You're not up on a high stage where you can't feel like you're interacting with the band. And every band loves that aspect where they feel like they're on the floor with the people. They have a good time with the people. And like I said, they they enjoy playing here. Um, I mean when. Uh when I, when I took the manager job, the one thing that I said was, there's a lot of goodwill for this bar. Mm -hmm. A lot of people remember it as the place that they had the best time of their life. I this people, people but when this age, place I mean, first opened, this was the place to it be. It was, absolutely. Inside, outside in the summer, they had they still have horseshoes. Yep. The outside patio is every, nice. Every other Friday, we have a horseshoe tournament. The one thing I can always say about this place is no matter what time you come here, when you come in here, the food is always fantastic to pair with your beer. And, yes. And the service. Uh, yeah. I'm very proud of our bar staff. Cody's right back there setting up. I didn't tell him that we were doing this, so. What's <laughs> up, brother? Sorry, Cody. I think it's a good thing we. I think it's a good thing we don't have Cody on the show. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but like I, I've seen just, just, just I mean, I've seen Look Alive here. I, we, we did the podcast with Faith in Exile, the reunion show that was here, that was packed. Um, I seen, I, I, which would be what would turn out to be the the last Cyanide Sunrise show here in, yeah. in November. Cyanide Sunrise, Among the Heroes, Faith in Exile, Dead Crowbot. Leaves, Crowbot, or just some of the mm -hmm. names of the bands that have come through this bar that made this bar what it was. Mm -hmm. And it'd be nice to see this bar come back to prominence as to being that hot spot. I remember when Faith and Exile used to come in here, and you knew this from a fact, playing with Among the Heroes opening for them, that this place was going to be 250 people maxed out to the nut in the butt. Oh, deep. yeah. And they, they used to, this isn't before, it was even probably Strikers. I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but didn't you guys used to set a trailer up out here and have out band of the Battle of the Bands? That is something that uh, was done in the past, something we'd love to bring back uh Hopefully for next summer. That, yeah. that live, was touchy though the because lanes. how about the, live on the lanes? Live on the lanes was rocking fun. on the lanes yeah. was good, but oh, it yeah. just kept damaging the lanes. I'd love to do rocking on the lanes again, but I don't want to cause any more damage at a bowling alley. 
I mean, even with the, all the carpet we put down, somehow, some way, somebody found a way to jack up a lane. Yeah. And uh, like, there's some logistics to figure out. Yeah, and, and I mean, it kind of hurts the bowling alley a little bit because we're taking up about six lanes. Oh no, to, they, to they, do, they do fine. Yeah, because you rent the lanes out. Right, so and rocking on the lanes was one of the only times here where you can literally rent your lane all night for one price because mm -hmm. of the event. Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple bands that way too. What was it, fifty dollars all night for your lane, and then all you had to do is buy your drinks. So you get four people splitting fifty dollars at twelve fifty a person. I yeah, mean, deer in the headlights. I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> I was I was playing on the stage. I didn't. Well, I was in and out <laughs> between helping and bowling with friends yeah. because we ran in the lane. It was just one of those nights where it's like this was just a great night. I was yeah. just stoked to be playing. What do we got next? Uh, I any think any chance on an Among the Heroes reunion? Nah, nah. So I think what we're going to look for is we're going to look for the two stouts. Better than ever. And not oh. to mention Dr. Booze is on yeah. the other side of the state. Dr. Booze is in Pittsburgh having a, a little having a family life. Yep. What do we got there? I P A E Y E P A. I P A. This is the this imperial. Beer, let me tell you, this beer is the reason so, I missed all of the fireworks on the Fourth of July. <laughs> you I got wanna, it, I got it confused ben, with you the two get You want to get these two on deck? Yeah, that's for the record right there, now. Tony, I did give the Thrilla and Vanilla a four. Wow. And that's uncanny of me the, on the dark The beer. Vanilla on the end was very tasty, but the initial coffee, it just it just gets me, it grosses me out. The beer, I mean, it's a it's a it's a quality beer. It's smooth. It tastes, but the initial coffee just is a turn off for me. What do we have here, Chuck? Wilma's Wandering IPA, E Y E. IPA. What's going on today at Strikers? Anything? Yep, we've got Brad and Tyler Vidal playing acoustic out on the patio, weather permitting. We're going to have cornhole horseshoes set up out there. I played in a cornhole tournament last time I was here, and I came one game away from the championship, and it was my first time playing cornhole. That's because I wasn't playing. I'm pretty decent at it. I am not. I am still <laughs> a reigning defending champion down at Woody's with Timmy Snyder. Oh, yeah? Nobody has been able well, to see us in cornhole. Ah. This is one-on-one. -on -one. We, we are a team. Timmy and I were a very good, un, very formidable team. Me and Nikolai what? are pretty Holy good. Holy shit! What? Yeah, I was waiting for that. Wilma's Wandering IPA Double Barley Brewing IPA Imperial Double, 13.5%. So I took a sip uh, of it. 93 IBUs, checked in almost a little over 3,500 times at a 384. This is my beer right here. <laughs> this is this is, this is is my all-day IBU. I was waiting IBU. for you to <laughs> here, read that. Here's the details. A very drinkable Imperial IPA, pronounced but nicely hot. Balanced hop profile, a very light body and light colored IPA with subtle notes of orange blossom honey. Be careful, she's a sneaky one. Yeah. Um, I so, missed all of the fireworks on the 4th of July because of this beer. Yeah. Because I got it confused with the touche, thinking I'm drinking a, a six point something and I'm drinking a 13. So that does initially have the boozy taste when you when you hit it. You can smell the orange, the smell is fantastic. Yeah, it's got, it's got a boozy taste to it. Um, this can def this will this will ruin your night if you're not careful. Chuck, I hate you. <laughs> this is uh, already. This is this is in the fours for me. Wow. Wow. For if you told if I didn't read that and you never would I never would known that was thirteen percent. You wouldn't. The know. only other beer that that was this almost this high that we still say to this day that like took the cake. I wish I would have rated it higher. Was Devil Hop. Yeah, Devil's Hop Yard. Devil's Hop Yard. Devil's Hop Yard was an 8.6%. We got it from the cake stand in Monte City. And if 
he never would have said it was an 8.6. I think it was I higher than that, wasn't it? It was 8.6. Was it? Uh, it was, it was poor strong. Pitiful Me was higher, and it, it, it earned every bit of that, like, 12% it was or whatever it was. Yeah. But it was so hoppy, it was almost unbearable. Mm-hmm. I, and usually I don't say that about beers, but it was almost unbearable. I liked it. But if you know, that poor Pitiful Me, or uh, I'm sorry, Devil's Hop Yard was an 8.6. If you would have handed it to me and said, here, try this, and I never knew, you could have told me it was like 6%, and I'd been like, oh, okay, that I, I can see it. Yeah, this one doesn't have uh, like that, that 13%, that, that, that bite doesn't come through on it. Hence I why think, it says on the end careful, of the thing, she's be careful, one. she's yeah. a sneaky uh-huh. one. Yeah. So the initial, you, you the initial can see taste, how easy it would be The initial taste is very, was, is very boozy, but it's still yeah, very yeah. smooth. For 13%, yeah. I could probably drink this all night. I would try. I'd try. <laughs> I'd it's give it a shot. It's slightly malty, but then afterwards Ooh. it has a really strong, like, maybe orange citrus back end to well, it's it. It's funny that you say that because the guide details that they list are sweet, hoppy, smooth, strong, and malty. There you go. Nailed it. Now, the last thing I want to do, because since we're, we're plugging away at Strikers here, so we came in. We had our sh- our meeting, our band, or the meeting here for the with the bands for uh, Skookstock, and I came early, and, and I got a taco bar. Yeah, yeah, and you hooked us up with a taco bar. Um, I didn't get to try in the taco bar because before I got here, I had the double burger, the double bacon burger. Oh yeah, the holy sh- double. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> and that was on happy hour, right? Yes. Oh, so, yeah. so, so half price double cheeseburger. I don't want this bacon. to come off as a disrespect, but when I came in, I was like, "All right, it's it's bowling alley food, uh-huh. right?" So I was like, "It's gonna be good, but it's not gonna it's not gonna blow me away." Uh-huh. I'm just gonna get a burger and call it a day. It was so good that the next Friday, me and my wife were like, "Oh, what do you want to do tonight?" I'm like, "Let's go back to Strikers and get food." I had a burger there that was phenomenal. She got the nachos, and I got the burger. Of course, she got the nachos. Yeah. The only the only <laughs> The only complaint was she's not a she doesn't like she's not a smoke smoker so it was hard for her to enjoy her food with the smoking. Understandable. Yeah. But food wise, I'm telling you this this place is definitely going to shock you if you if you're coming in with the expectation that you're just getting bar food bar food or bowling alley food you're going to be you're going to be strongly surprised. Well, and I will tell anybody that comes in here and I said it to Robin Beaner on the Faith and Exile show night to get the uh, chicken Mexican ranch wrap. Yeah. I will Ooh, vouch yeah. for that through and through till the day I die here. Well, I am very uh, excited since he brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. We have got uh, new menus coming for the end of the summer. Uh, new items, fried pickles, I know is one of them. Um, a new, so the burgers are going to do more of a build your own burger kind of structure. So mm-hmm. that means new toppings, new bread options. New did you ever think sauces. about doing what Wheel did, opening it up to the public? What do you mean? Wheel took their grilled cheese and they put a, a thing there at the table, and they you they would let you pick the next sandwich. So they took the fan submissions and oh, turned it into the next yeah. sandwich. So take the people who come in here and let them like get a list drawn up, like how Wheel has their menu, and just check off I like what that. you would like on a burger. It's uh, Let it, the customers pick the next burger. It kind of sounds like what we're doing with the wing sauces. We're kind of putting it out there for the wing sauces, what's going to be on the permanent menu and what's going to be on I'd our rotating I, I have a, features. I have a guy you can contact if you want some cool wing sauces. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's got a mango habanero that's so badass. It's unreal. Oh, I want a mango So habanero. I am not a hot sauce guy. His are hot. 
but it's, they're so they're, much they're not gonna They're not going to kick your ass that they're hot. Like, you can still enjoy a dozen wings. Didn't you do a, uh, a you, podcast? You did a him. podcast. Hotheads Hot Sauce. Yeah. He, it's awesome. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll I give had, it a whirl. I had, I had 11 of his sauces. A few of them were not released yet. Like, he's working on a peach one, a strawberry one, a chocolate one. I would eat them all on wings. Maybe the one sauce chocolate is... Chocolate one. Yeah, chocolate It's a chocolate... Uh, yeah. No, it's, no a, it's a chocolate reaper. He does a chocolate reaper. Wow. He does a chocolate reaper and he does a strawberry reaper. I tried them both at Brewfest. The chocolate reaper was very good. It had a lot of great flavor. It didn't hit you in the mouth. It hit you on the afterburn coming back up. But the strawberry just... Oh. So I, I have a strawberry reaper and then I have a strawberry... Um, there's two strawberries, a habanero, strawberry habanero, and strawberry. You're reaper. going all off on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I can definitely get in contact with him if you want to put some of his sauces on deck here too. They're tasty. I'm telling you this much. Okay. The Hawaiian, nice. the Hawaiian pineapple one is amazing. Oh, the, fre the Fresno pineapple. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm Hawaiian telling Express. you this much. It has that that Fresno pineapple had that nice color. But if you're looking for sauces that aren't gonna kick your ass, that you say Which have a tasty. bite and they taste. This taste. is the guy you want to this talk guy to. Focuses, he he focuses on the taste yeah. more than he focuses on the heat. Yeah. He's not trying to be like fear factor you where like, I'm going to kill you with my heat. He's like, it's hot. See, because what's the fun in that? Yeah. I, yeah. I, honestly, and you want to enjoy the it meal. It kind of circles back to and I what, it I was, what I was saying does about IPAs, you know? We're all coming no, back full that was gumbo. No, no, no. I could have sworn he said he does a salsa when we're talking to Brewfest. He, I don't he know. might do a salsa, too. So you could do that for your nachos. He has a, he has a, a sauce. Uh, I mean, a, a, a hot sauce that's more on the tomato sauce, like a tomato. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that would be like it, that to me. That maybe not a wing sauce, but it's more on the. If you do like a chicken parm, you could use it. Yeah, as a glaze. like it would anything you would you could mix it with a with a red sauce. Like you put it on pizza, you could put it on, you know, a burger. I like that. Yeah, it would I be like really that. good for that. I was so bummed. Another out another good see. another good food item that you should maybe think about doing here. It's one of my favorite cheesesteaks on the planet to get. You maybe already do, A1 cheesesteaks, where you cook the meat with A1 sauce and then throw the, the cheese on it and call it a day. No shit. It's fucking awesome. I never heard of that. An A1 cheesesteak. Who's in the kitchen of, today? This, <laughs> this is the kind of knowledge you need from friends that know people that know weird recipes. Because it's the weirder the food sounds, so I always say somebody, the better it tastes. I say something like, do you have A1 steak sauce back there? We and they do. said, yes. I said, can you put a couple dabs on the meat while you're cooking it? And they're like, why? I'm like, cook the meat when you're making the cheesesteak with the A1 sauce. I said, some people don't like doing it because it leaves a little more of a mess on the grill. They got to clean it up a little bit more. Nah. But you put a couple dot, you, you cook it with the A1 sauce, throw it on the bun, throw a couple slices of cheeses on it, put serve it out. It's unbelievable. Now, here's a great question for you. Considering you like you've been peppers. up and down the roads for three years with Crowbot, what was your favorite food stop? Not not major name brand, but small mom and pop shop. Get those two ready. Ooh, sure. man. So hand me the Abbey. Get me an Abbey. And I'll take a sip out of your glass because it's double coffee, so it's not going to do it's much. It's really hard. Abby wasn't coffee. It's, it's hard for me to say. I just want to partake with something. So I'm going to drink an Abby while you guys do the double. So what we're doing here is mixing half of the steak cake stout, half of the filler and vanilla we're porter. We're like basically their uh, black and tan. All righty. Um, favorite food Black stop, and black. <laughs> there had to be like a Mexican joint or maybe a burger shack that you guys stopped at that just blew you away. It was in North Carolina, and I, I, the only reason I'm struggling is I don't remember the name of it now. It was some kind of like omelet shop. Omelet but shop. But it was the best breakfast spot. Um, big, fat omelets. I mean, seriously, like they would stand on the plate two inches high. 
I mean, that's how fat your omelet was. So we are going to have Crowbot headlining the show for mm -hmm. Skook Stock. You were a little heavy um, on the other bottle. If someone, if someone has never seen Crowbot, doesn't know Crowbot, they're they're going to come on and watch the show. And, and what 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 are they expecting? Energy, energy. Um, expect to dance because whether you are the whitest guy with the whitest sense of rhythm. That music is going to move you, it's going to groove you, and it's going to make you shake your ass. And Crowbot yes. calls themselves Dirty Groove Music for a reason. Dirty they, groove they, rock. they branded their own music that way. They yeah. did. They came, up, they, they, they came up with and the best words. The for best it. thing about Crowbot is if you would try to label them as a certain style or against a certain band, you can't. I always found that they were very unique. They were their own. Yeah. Their own sound. You cannot compare Crowbot to any other band if out Crowbot, there. Right now. If Crowbot came up in the 70s. Fuck that. Can I'm you, glad they came up today. I'm just now saying, they can change the game. Can you imagine if they were in that era though? Now they can change the game. They would they would have fit in perfect like this maybe I'm just being biased because I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of them and their music. But they like when people. I'm like, do you like Zeppelin? They're like, yeah. I'm like, do you like Soundgarden? Do you like Wolfmother? Do you like? They're like, yeah. But do you like that really classic, dirty, grungy mm -hmm. style rock and roll? They're like, yeah. I'm like, listen to Crowbot. Yeah. You're gonna have a good time. <laughs> now you've been to Europe with them prior, correct? Oh uh, yeah. What was that experience like? Because Europe loves them some Crowbot. I went with them twice. Um, first trip, I don't remember all that well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, leave it, I'll leave it to, to Bishop or Brando to, to tell that story. Um, this that, one night? <laughs> the one night and the morning after. <laughs> uh, the second time was, uh, yeah, the, the boys were uh, opening for Volbeat. So it was... Uh, like 14 or 15 different countries uh, in continental Europe, uh, opening for Volby in, uh, you know, small arenas. So 8,000, 9,000, 10,000 people. A nice size arena. It was uh, phenomenal, you know. But truthfully, being the first band on a bill like that, you go in. Not too many it's people. A lot of hurry up, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Right. Because you go in, you get there early, you set up your gear, you wait for the, do the doors to open. You wait for your chance to play. You play your set 30 minutes, and then you have to wait until, until everyone, else the, is done. everyone else is done. So you know what uh, a lot of those nights turn into? Dance parties. Yeah. Crowbot is uh, always going to be the band that other bands, other crews, other they're going to want to hang out with. Yeah, They are the, they are the guys that are going to be playing music from someone's phone, and if they have a speaker, great. If not... They're still going to be playing music. They're going to be hanging out backstage. They're going to be dancing. They're going to be drinking, and that's on the arenas. If not, they're going to be out. Mingling. So the first they're going to be mingling in the crowd. The first yes. trip to Europe, you were on with them, correct? No, no, nope. Second. Second. Actually, the first trip the, that they did to Europe, I think, was opening for Black Label, and that's when I was working for ten years. Right. So, what I when I I follow them a lot when they do their stuff on the road and stuff, and and the biggest thing, whether they're in America, they're in Europe, they're in Canada. Um, you hear, you hear. This is the, this is reviews that you hear from bands, and this is review you hear from fans. Um, if you're a Crowbot fan, they're not the band that you're never going to meet. You don't have to pay for a meet and greet because no. they will come out and be personable and talk to you at their merch table. Um, or Chuck will try and uh, give you his best. I'll give you two for one on this if you pay this price and still pay almost full price for nah, what it is. Only if you only if you're a celebrity or if you own the label. Yeah, um, <laughs> I did the same thing to the guy who uh, 
Would you like to tell the McLovin story? No, 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 no. 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 So anyway, um, and another thing about the band too is a lot of bands. Um, I don't, this is not a knock, but a lot of bands, you know, that they have the backtracking, they have they have this, they have that. Crowbot, they literally walk up, they plug in, and they play. Yep. And they're very old school in that method, where they're like, we're just what you're hearing on this, what you hear on CD is exactly what you're gonna hear when you show up at the arena that night. Um, the only difference is, in my opinion, I think Brandon sounds better live than he does on CD. I think Brandon's voice is so so powerful. I, I agree with you when you say that because I've heard Crowbot CDs and I've heard Brandon live and I don't think Auto Tune does his voice justice at all. Well, I don't think they no, they no. don't they don't they don't really you put know. much they don't when put they it on tune him. the music to the CD. It doesn't do Crowbot justice at all. No, I think it sounds great on I CD, mean, but I think I, I don't oh, think you mean like the you, you mean the like, the ma- like the ma- like mastering the sound when they master it. It does like not do studio, Crowbot justice. That's what you're trying to say. I just think that. You I can't, think music in general just sounds yes. better live. Yes. You can't replicate the energy. There's an energy. There's a feel. Yes. There's, there's, there's an aura that surrounds the stage when a band is up there. Um, and that's what that's what great bands have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's in the moment. Yep. It's it's that, that kind of... You have to go out of your way to go to a concert, and it makes it special, that in itself. Whereas now... We're music, bringing the concert music to the people. So, well, not music is so convenient In a way, now. we're still making it a 30-minute drive that people are upset we're about. We're still bringing <laughs> the music to the people. <laughs> but this thing right here can play any song recorded across space and time throughout the entirety of human existence. And what is special about that? Nothing. Not a damn thing. You go out to a concert, you see the sweat pouring off of someone like Bishop's head corroding the fucking strings on the guitar, which mm-hmm. is why they break all the goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, yeah, you not... see the hair the hair moving, you see the the, the, the expression, you know, the, the look. You see people bopping the look, to the, the music. The look on their face. The I, look I, on the crowd's face. There's one awesome. thing you cannot That's deny about a Crowbot show is that if you look out into the crowd, it doesn't matter where it is, everybody bops. Even if they're not that into it, <laughs> so here, they I, bop I at some fun, point. I have a funny story. So they played at... Is it the is it the Chameleon Club? Yes. When they play with, uh, so they they the, the main the main band was uh, um, all the damn things, all uh, the, yeah, damn yeah, things. Yeah, the damn things. Um, and then it was Crowbot. Then it was He Is Legend, which is awesome by the way. They are awesome. And then it was like I guess a local band. So there was this two girls up in the front row. This girl was this the whole night. <laughs> if you can't see visually. She just had this scowl on her face, and she was not impressed by anything. <laughs> she did not give a shit. She was there with her friend who was rocking a Fallout Boy shirt, and all she wanted to see was the damn things. And she was not there for anything else. She got there early. She stood in the front. She was only there for one band, and the rest of them could have sucked her dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the first band comes out, and then when like people clap, she did the whole, like, Mm, one the, of those. The golf clap. One of those. I wasn't there at that show, but I've definitely seen that right? a thousand times. Right? So, <laughs> hear me out. He is Legend comes out. He is Legend's very animated. Yeah. You get into it. She's golf clapped. I was impressed with He is Legend. I didn't realize that, like, how, like, I, I'm a fan of them. Um, then Crowbot comes out. Brandon comes out with the headdress, the Indian headdress, and starts doing his dance. And I got a banana in my pocket, and it's for you. And he, like, <laughs> he pulls a banana out, and it's just a shaker, um, and they just do their thing. And this lady went from this to smiling 
and like into this and I literally I was talking to Rob Hampton I was talking to Tyler Smar I was talking to Andy Hare uh, and I was like yo this I'm watching this lady and she's not having a good time she's only here and then I was like they got her they and like the, all of us were like oh my god Crowbot c- converted this woman like <laughs> like she had a blast with Crowbot um, but that's that's the energy they bring you man like first time I ever seen them was the Goodfellas and it was talk about a lineup Headliner was Cyanide, and they were they were debuting the uh, the vi- Hourglass video. Then behind that was Crowbot. Then it was Faith uh-huh. in Exile, and then it was Ghost County, which was now, if you want to break it down, it's Joey Joey Tunes, Tyler Smar, and um, Maymod, and the and Gargano's, which is with the, I guess the Mechas brothers. So that was like yeah. that band at the time. Gargons. 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 So you have Gargons, Bad Maggie, the Firecrackers, which pretty much one band, and then Joey Tunes is always an acoustic thing, which one band that was that band at the time. I was there. Yeah. So they come out, they do a that great was a good job. Show. Yeah, they came out, they opened up, awesome time. Faith in Exile, fucking killed it. Crowbot came out, as soon as Brandon hit that first note and he screamed it, the whole place just t- stopped and turned their head. Uh-huh. And then he had them. And then obviously Jay Bird and Sinai went out and just tore the house off. Like whatever was left of the roof was now uh, gone. <laughs> very special day. I remember that one. Uh-huh. They see, I met Chuck all the way back in high school. Me and Chuck have known each other for a little over 13 years now. We have little, stories. He doesn't, he doesn't want to admit that. I know. But we have stories that go <laughs> back from <laughs> school to the roller Shows roots. My resilience. To... I've been dealing with this guy for 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Yeah, we've got stories from school. Fucking we've got stories. <laughs> we got stories from the rollers. We got stories from shows. But Chuck has been in some of the more influential local bands that have, if they were still together today, bands, probably. Plural, I, think, I can only think of one. <laughs> you were in. You were in Among the Heroes, and you did a little bit with Kiss the Sky, didn't you? No, no, no. no I was just oh, thirteen uh, years. I was just a fan. You just botched it. That's all right. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought he filled in once in a while. They let me sing their song or two once in. Yeah, once that's like what people say on the boys. I'm in the boys upstairs. Like, no, I'm not. I go up and I rap once or twice a year. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you. But granted, if Chuck was still in that band, if Terry James and Pudge and whoever the drummer was at the time. There was Mike Morton, there was Eric Valensky, there was a few drummers. Among Eric the Valensky, heroes, Eric, Among name. the Heroes should be on Skookstock if they were still together today. That is one band that I would not have left off the card. Because they're year? right up there with Crowbot, they have that energy, they have, they get the crowd in it. And you've seen Terry play live before, you have not seen Terry's Terry in a rock band. Terry in a rock band is a complete 180 from him sitting there and playing the piano. Terry Miller can draw a crowd. Terry Miller can get a crowd Terry, moving. Terry Miller has, in my opinion, the most powerful and strongest voice we've ever seen in Schuylkill County. Agreed. Yes. And that's saying a lot because we have Brandon from Crowbot here. Yes. Powerful. I remember my Terry's, first Crowbot show. <laughs> Terry's powerful. Do you really remember Terry's your powerful. first Crowbot show? Actually, I do. I do. It was at Trip and Billy. Like Billy when I used to work at Advance Auto, like. They gave me a good schedule. It was like Monday through Thursday, and I was like, "All right, well, Thursday is gonna be a fucking drinking day." <laughs> and so there's a couple times where they played. I actually got to talk to Brandon. I liked Brandon definitely. Awesome. Oh my god, they, those guys are really cool. I actually, I think I actually, the one, the one night I actually bought a Crowbot shirt that same day. It's like a yellow one. It was like, oh wow, I fucking lost them. So yellow salty one about the, it. The yellow one with the crow's with face. The crow. And oh. his, the mouth is open. It's like drool. Yeah. I still, I still have mine. 
I have two of them. Yeah. When Crowbot first came out, I usually got... with a brand new band, people are skeptical. They don't know what to expect. When Crowbot first started and they went out there and Brandon hit that first high note when they would open up with uh, Let Me In or uh, Legend of the Space Point Killer. Killer, the whole crowd, it didn't matter if you liked them or not, moved. That band knows how to move that crowd left to right and get them grooving. So here's the cool thing about that show we were talking about. That show, the only people who went up to the front of the stage if you were there for that band. So Faith in Exile at the time had maybe 15 people that went up to the front of the stage and, and enjoyed the show. Most people were there for Cyanide. Mm -hmm. Not many people were there for Crowbot. Let's be honest, they really weren't. They were still coming out. Yep. But as soon as, now it's different with the music scene now, where if you go see a show, nine times out of ten, most of the other local bands that aren't playing that night are going to go to that show and support that band, and they'll be the first ones in the front to bring the rest of the crowd to saying, hey, it's cool to come up here. They didn't always have that respect for one another back in the day. It was a different kind of competition back then because yeah. everybody was competing for the same spot on the same show. And the same spot was, everyone wanted to be king of the mountain, but the mountain, we didn't have a big idea of what the mountain could be. Yes. And, and 10 then, years and ago. And then Crobot the came in and showed the other bands like, this is we're what not, the top we're, of the we're not, looks we're like. not here trying to fight with each other to be the kings of Schuylkill County. Let's go out, band yes. together, and go out and fight the rest of the world. Yeah, out there, and if is I had the real a, enemy, yeah, if I had a place at ten years Crobot ago, Crowbot and Cyanide and Faith always had the, the the respect of each other, where they showed each other that support, mm -hmm. but also had that friendly competition where they it, they yeah. always tried to one up each other. To, and, it, it, and what it did is it made each other band to improve more in a friendly environment where it wasn't cutthroat and they didn't hate each other. Now, 10 years ago, I'm sure Chuck can agree with me, the top of the mountain around here was Faith in Exile, Cyanide Sunrise, Among the Heroes, Pale Harvest. It's a pretty good Mount Rushmore. That that was like the Mount Rushmore of who's headlining what show in Pottsville every weekend. But it was all relative. Yeah, yeah. but you when, you, when it came down to it and the Battle of the Bands started kicking off and everybody wanted that spot on the Mayhem Fest or the Uproar Festival, you had your, you had your Pale Harvest with Cody Vital. You had your Faith in Exile. You had your Cyanide Sunrise. All three of those bands were always killing it at these Battle of the Bands, but you always saw Cyanide Sunrise because they would drag their friends and their fans. Pale Faith in Exile ran a bus to Allentown with eighty people on mm -hmm. it, more than what should ever be on a school bus, mm -hmm. to a show just to make sure that their friends got to help them live their dream. Yeah. Among the Heroes had 100, 200 people crammed into the downstairs of Moslems. One of the smallest bars in New Philly had 200 people There's stuffed more than in one it. bar in New Philly? But what you're getting at is, nah. is these bands are, are working their asses off to do this and, and fulfill their dreams and, and take that next step and get that exposure and, and keep working towards it. And the only way that happens is with support. If people didn't jump mm -hmm. on that bus and say, I'm going to go see Faith in Exile, if people didn't jump on the bus and say, I'm going to go see uh, Cyanide Sunrise, if, if a woman from Pottsville didn't video record Crowbot at a show one night and send it to a record label, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it really, it all comes down to, it's us as people. We can sit here and say how much we love a band all day long, and you can be like, man, I really love that band. If My thing is, if you're willing to drive an hour and a half to go see a concert that you really like, you go out to see I Prevail. I, I drove see to, I Prevail. I, I drove an hour. And that's the thing. Like people say, "Well, I shouldn't have to drive an hour to see a local band that I support." I think that's bullshit. I don't think I, I think that's a terrible excuse. 
if 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 my if if, if Look Alive told me tomorrow, hey, we're doing a pretty big show and we're going to be in Allentown, we need people to show up. You're damn right as a community if you support that band, we should be there. Like just like Skookstock, like if it's 35, 40 minutes away, if you really enjoy those bands and you enjoy Crowbot, you, this like, come see it. It's going to be a great time. 35, 40 minutes away from what? From nothing. From here. Yeah. yeah. That's nothing. Exactly. Yeah. For a band that's over in Europe right now. Exactly. That's nothing. A band that's going to come out to, and to melt your face off. Look, I'm sorry, babe. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but you have that much talent on one bill. That's crazy. Get in your car and drive 30 minutes. Because <laughs> when else is that going to happen? Exactly. Who's, Except who's for to say the next year, time you're going to see Crowbot play a local show? <laughs> <laughs> Crowbot playing local shows as a band is few and far between anymore. As especially in the Pottsville as area. As a band. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can't speak much to that business I mean I'm not you know I don't work for the guys uh, anymore yeah. so you know I can only say so much but I can say as a fan go out and support every band that comes out 100% come out to, to support uh, Brad and Tyler Bidal who are playing today and Fallen Pride come out and support um, last night we had no rain checks and look alive uh, John Lesko and company playing acoustic and, and even got, going back right back to when we were right kids there. back to when we were kids we would beg our parents Take us because down to the roller roost. Let us. Listen, I want to go see this what, show. What happens? What happens when you don't support local music? Is it goes away? Yep. And then you cry. You that we don't have why? any. You want to know why? Go it's so couldn't play. We have nothing. We have while nothing while going on on the weekends. The music scene was dead. The people weren't going out to shows. You have to go if you're going to be in a band. You got to go where people are playing. If you want to have a local music scene, come on out. Fight for it. Support it. Ten years play. ago at the rollers, you had Johnny K doing sound. You had Eddie Collins, and now the city. You had. Woo! <laughs> you had a faith in exile. You had a cyanide sunrise. And anybody who's anybody that's grown up in school county has gone to the rollers at least once in their lifetime. We had over 500 people in the rollers on the ring to watch four bands. Yeah. That's when the music scene was the biggest it, it has ever been. And I'm going to tell you right now, our music scene is so talented right now. It's it's so good. And it don't because matter what are the alternatives? You, band work or a cover in, you band. can work in a warehouse, work in a coal mine, or you can play music. Yeah. Yep. If you're an original band, you're a cover band. It doesn't matter. You go out and check them out. It play doesn't music, matter make anymore. People happy. So we'll end with this. So if you want to see, because well, we end the nice little segue there for Skooksock. Yeah, next, we, <laughs> next next week we are. I was going to ask, what did you guys think of the beer? Oh yeah, what, yeah. What did you think of the cuvee? <laughs> this is the uh, the the vanilla cake. So vanilla cake. Uh, I think, do you even yeah, it just, I think we were just, it's just drinking a, and talking at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a dark beer that I get a vanilla kick to. It. It's not really that spectacular. So I the like them both. Still, I the like them both separately. Personally, I thought it just tasted like a regular beer to me because we did we did a cuvee Ooh. before we did um, we did a peanut butter dunkel and then Ooh. we also did a strawberry one then too. Yeah, or, and no joke, it tasted like a fucking corpse light. <laughs> We took a beer that literally tasted like you were scooping peanut butter, putting it right in your mouth, and took one where literally like you put strawberries and put it in your mouth. I was like, yo, if we mix these two beers together, this is going to be tasty. We put it together, it literally tasted like it had, it literally, the peanut butter and strawberry canceled each other. It canceled each other out. Of course, It tasted like a regular core, like it tasted like a Miller Lite. It was crazy. Um, but the last thing I want to bring up real quick is. No, uh, still in all, still in all. These two separately, yeah. a much better beer than put together. Oh, definitely, 100%. Yeah. But the last thing I want to talk about with the, the local music scene is our, our show definitely has, has Apollo 88, up and coming band. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely got to get them in here. Um, Japan 4, which is now not under the 
the Trip and Billy moniker anymore, where they can, you can actually go see them and not have to see them in one venue. Um, then we have Bad Maggie, who tears oh, the roof off any place they go. So into. much fun. That band is a party in a can. Yes. yes. That yes. band is a party in a can. And not to mention, <laughs> open, open it up, step back because it's gonna blow. And not to mention, Bad Maggie <laughs> will buy a bottle of your liquor, say pour them in the shot glasses, and give them to everybody in here. Yes. And um, not even useful. Ask Tony. Ask Tony what happened with the fireball. We won't talk about that. Man. We're, we're no, we're gonna oh, talk we, about that. Tony learned his lesson on fireball. He got fucking sloppy. They got fucking sloppy. We were at the roundhouse and they put, they had a thing of fireball going around, and I was being the gentleman and I was giving everyone the drinks around me, and I was like, oh, there's no more drinks left, and she goes, well, there is one. And I went to grab it, and when I went to grab it, I spilled it, and she goes, don't worry, there's about 15 shots spilled in this tray, so I literally got down on my knees, took the tray, and chugged it. And it went all over my face, all over my shirt. And left liquor flypaper on the front of the, the stage then, too. And then after I did it, it immediately grossed me out because I did about 15 shots in one sitting. It was so many shots. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. But uh, that's, that's a bad Maggie show. Uh, and then we got the original bands. We got Mahatango, which is my personal favorite because I just love that style of music. Mm -hmm. um, Look Alive, which is awesome. Then you got Faith in Exile, who's like an OG in the area. And then... We talked about Crowbot, who's headlined it, but we didn't talk too much about this. So this is Faith's Got a Driver. Yeah. So if I you... haven't I haven't gotten to listen to them, but I do How we doing love uh, Randy. 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 So Randy, Randy's not a skook. He is a Luzerne boy. He is from the Hazelton side of things. Is that a thing? Yeah. He, he's still a skook at heart. He he has been in the skook's heart forever. So if you're yeah. in the music, local music scene, you don't know Randy. I don't know what's wrong with you. But Randy literally will get in his car and he'll or jump on a plane and go to Detroit and go to Alaska and go to all these crazy places and just tr chase music. Um, there's people that put they build bands around people like Randy. Yeah. Um, if you really want to break down to, you know, where most at one point in time where you had your your Andy Hares who, who was a huge influence on a lot of people back in the day with his frontman style, but like Jaybird took a lot of his Jaybird from Randy. Oh yeah, uh, you know what I mean, Randy. And, and Randy knows the business. The yes. backflips, really, the, the mic throws. Ran, Ran, Not so much the backflips, but the mic throws no, and the crazy Ran, and the shirt pulls Ran, and the crazy Ran, he really faces. Does, he really does have a, an instinct. He does for for the business, for and networking, he, for getting. And he could be playing for he could be playing for fifteen people mm -hmm. or fifteen thousand people, and you're going to get the same person on stage every time. Oh, most definitely. He's going to. Uh, he, he's. I'm he's, stoked that they're going to be on the bill. He's That's Billy. Amazing. He's Billy Joel turned to eleven. He's, you know what I mean? Like, the first time I seen him, yeah. like, oh, he reminds me of Billy Joel from Green Day. First time I ever seen him ever. And then 10 years later, or five or six years later, I seen Billy Sinus. Joel Armstrong? Yes, Billy Joel okay. from Green Day. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. he said Billy Joel at first. Yeah, Billy Joel yeah, I, 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 did, yeah. I, I, I was nodding like yes. I agreed, but I, I, I definitely also heard you piano say Billy man. Joel. Did I? I, I might have, I'm <laughs> pretty sure he's like Billy piano Joel. Man. What the Listen, fuck? My head right now is literally, I, I hear myself on echo because these headphones in my ears are just fucking killing me. But uh, people who don't know, I have a blown out left eardrum, and this is hurting very bad. Um, but yeah, Billy Joel Armstrong. Um, yeah, but, that, that yes. I'll nod my head and yes. actually yeah. 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 Um, agree. <laughs> but then a couple years later, I see the first time I ever see Sinai Shriner at that Goodfellas show, and I nudge my buddy, my, at the time, my cousin Brian, Brian Roach. I nudge Roach, and I go, Roach, that dude reminds me of that guy you went and seen, well, we went and seen that band. He goes, who? And I go, remember, because at the time, I only ever seen one local band, and it was Headplug, and that's what Randy was in, Headplug, with Bug from um, the original bass player of Breaking Ben. Yeah. I'm like, he reminds me of that Randy guy. And he goes, yeah, they're best friends. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but 
Randy is going to be the co-headliner. And phenomenal. This Face God Driver is a style of music. If you are a fan of that, you want it to come back. It is definitely coming back with bands like Mahantango and bands like Face God Driver. That I call it sad boy music. The pop punk scene. The pop punk scene, like the the, the they they don't like the pop punk. It's more of a thrasher. They call it like a thrash emo. I don't know. That might not even be the right term. But it's it's definitely something that it's like a 2005, 2000 ish style of music. Um, and it, and and the main the main thing about that is is he's in a band now with Eddie Reyes, who is the last pretty much founding member of Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Who's now no longer in Taking Back Sunday. Very proud of his roots with Taking Back Sunday, but now is in this band with Randy. So if you're a big Taking Back Sunday fan, you have an opportunity to see Eddie Reyes with a guy who you know. And yeah. not from our local skook scene, but he's about nah, as skook as it gets. He's from. He's about as skook as it gets. You'll see Randy every. It's you know, not where you were born; it's where your heart is. And we exactly. love you, Randy. I guarantee. And like, I just like to say this about skook stock. No matter how you look at it, no matter where we've come from and how we've grown up, there's one feeling that I'm getting from skook stock with the venue that's not going to change, and that skook stock is going to feel like one big ass bush party. Yeah. And everybody in Schuylkill County has been to at least one of them, and I—that's what I've only that, been to one. That's the feeling. <laughs> that's the feeling I'm getting from Schuylkill. It's, it's bush party. It's, it's going to be a it's, big it's, ass bush party. It's a bush party with vendors. It's yeah. literally what I, it I, is. I, I've been to one bush party. I drank four locos and I tried to fight Andy Buziak. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, you're in a band with Doctor Booze a few years later. No, no, that was. That, I, I was oh, in you were band in the band with Doctor Booze. Yeah, I didn't get invited to parties in high school. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, nobody. Not going high school. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, yeah, what, what, what's well, the deal with that podcast? You need, you need like an expert opinion. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, any, anything else you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? Anything else in, at the Strikers Pub you want to bring up or some events you got going on? Good idea. Oh, first, like do like ten beers and like you get a strike, you get a free beer. Just, well, just legal, something legally, just we kind have to of build a lot, be elaborate. product we give out. Yeah. Right. By but the way, like, I'll be build up, like, ha- like, do like, you know, around the world in 80 beers, but yeah. like, do like a 10, and then like, you get your strike the first, like, what if you, when you pay, what, like, what for you, your first 10 beers, it's easier you to give a free game of bowling out for every 10 beers. Well, <laughs> you can do that too, yeah. Truthfully, if I, uh, just, I, just if I get everything on my wish list and I get my second beer cooler, um, I could get 80 beers in there, and I would love to recreate a promotion Where like that. Where would you put the second cooler? Oh, i put them side by side, move the jukebox. The other side of the room. By the way. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah. I still heard that. Yeah, I know. Everyone <laughs> did. <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm, but, yeah. so we, got, we got you got grilled cheese night the 23rd. Well, that's last week, I believe. Yeah, and it's you know what? Chicken, the way this is going to air, that'll probably all be over by the time it airs anyway. But let, let me let me tell you what we do have uh, food wise. Taco Tuesday on Tuesdays. Four, uh, we open at four o'clock. From four to eight, come in and get uh, basically three tacos for two fifty. Um, the regular price they're a buck fifty a piece. With football season coming up, you're going to be doing Monday night things. We're gonna be doing Monday night things. No, uh, come Taco Sunday Tuesday, we got margaritas that go with the tacos, and then starting this week, karaoke afterwards. On again, Tuesdays. football on Sundays. Tuesdays? Are you guys gonna be doing the ten dollar? You can eat wings again. I never heard of that. When uh, someone else was running the bar on Sunday, <laughs> well, it's not for, his bar anymore. It's, it's, it's not. It his. is Chuck's bar now. But uh, on Sundays, <laughs> if you would come in for the for the Sunday ticket, mm-hmm. you, they were doing ten dollar all you can eat wings in monikers of six, I believe. So, I'll think about it. I mean, ten bucks all you can eat on a six. 
I mean, you're still going to draw people in here to watch football, and you're going to get your money back in beer. It's just Tuesday, idea. Taco Tuesday. Wednesday, trivia. Wednesday. No, wings. Wings. Wings, wings on Wednesday. Thursday, trivia. Thursday, trivia. Now, thir- wings? Are you going to mm-hmm. move trivia on Thursdays with fo- Thursday Night Football? Probably. I mean, yeah. more people are going to come in for trivia than watch a football game anyways. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Depending on who's playing on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's an Eagles game on Thursday, it's going to be hit and miss. Oh, Eagles game, fuck it. Trivia is canceled. Because <laughs> <laughs> I won't be playing. <laughs> you won't be hosting. Yeah. I'd still be playing because fuck the Eagles. But that's me. Yeah, that's just coming from a Redskins fan. Yeah, you know what? I, but you know what? I go to Madison. Redskins fan? Yeah. I am a Redskins yeah. fan, yeah. Pottsville's first team. Pennsylvania's first team, the Redskins. <laughs> Pennsylvania's, okay. The last time but I checked, I'm pretty sure it was the Pottsville Maroons. Pottsville Maroons went from Pottsville to Boston, then from Boston to Washington, and became the Washington Redskins. History. I did not know that. Yep, so, so when you say you hate the Redskins, it means you hate Pottsville, and that means you're a bad person. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Friday nights, Guilty. usually uh, some bands. Uh, no, no, no bands on Friday. Actually, what we're going to be pushing for is doing like an open mic, open jam kind of thing. Nice. Basically, I'm going to set up the instruments, and anybody who wants to come in and make some noise, come on down. You I know? love it. That's a great idea. And uh, really, you know, it doesn't have to be just music, but poetry, comedy, anything, you know. So a I, standard I figure, open mic. Yeah, basically. I figure, you know what, Friday nights belongs to the bros and hoes crowd that wants to go out and shake their ass and, you know, do whatever they can to get laid, and that's great. I have no problem with that. I That's to, not here. I went to Woody's last Friday, and it was phenomenal. I had a great time. I made a lot of grandpa jokes about myself because I felt like an old man. <laughs> All and that I, college scene and I, and I, killing and us. I, and I was you know, kicking you, ass on beer pong while I'm doing it. I'm like, my damn hip is acting up. You know, you know what I do at Woody's? <laughs> what I do at Woody's? When like, DJ Mo is playing, shout out to DJ Mo. He's playing like a Friday night at Woody's, and I show up, and I'm like, and as soon as he sees me, he goes, all right, I'll put it on the rotation. And then what he does is he puts shoop on and then oh, I go yeah. out on the dance floor with all like tw- fresh twenty-one-year-olds, and then Shoop comes on, and I start rapping and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that you yeah, actually I, saved him one night. I do have a good story about DJ Mo. So the crowd's not into it. The crowd is just completely out of it. It's not often that a Woody's crowd you see them completely out of it. I'm like, watch this. I went over to his computer. I clicked on the song, and he's like, really? I'm like, wait. The next song ends. My song comes on. Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Every single girl in that crowd got on the dance floor and the crowd's back into it. He's like, how did you know? And I'm like, dude, I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) If I love that song and I know it's going to bring your crowd back, that's the song you need to play. Um, Saturday night, usually you try to get some Saturday night is the night for live bands, full bands. Um, We've got nothing coming up this coming up Saturday. Anyone who wants to fill in. Um, I'd have to plug that Saturday, on the Saturday, Saturday, August 10th, we've got uh, Fallen Pride, and it's actually one of my bartenders. Her, we're celebrating her 21st birthday. Yes. Oh, yes. Boy. Gonna be Is it Sadie? Sadie's 21st Sadie. birthday. So it's going to be a good party. Sadie's awesome. Is Sadie working that <laughs> night, or is she off that night? I'm insisting that she works a little bit of it because that is good money for a bartender to work on your birthday. Yeah. She'd be stupid not. Happy birthday to me. Turn around by the end of the night. It's all going to be back in the register. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So so, uh, Brad and Tyler are uh, are cousins in Fall and Pride, too. So it's uh, going to be a family family party, but it's going to be a great time. Nice. Um, And then... Sunday's usually acoustic outside... Sunday, uh, usually acoustic, usually outside. Um, not every Sunday, though. Yeah. That's going to be something that we kind of have to figure out. Now, once football starts, we're going to be 
kind of focusing on having Football, just yeah. the games uh -huh. uh, and cornhole, horseshoes. Not so much uh, music on Sundays, but just activity. Yeah, we got a slew of board games over there, and that's kind of what I want Strikers to be. I want it to be the place that people come to hang out, drink some beer, eat some great food. Getting Strikers on the football fun. season does have the Sunday ticket, so if you can have, find your game on one, TV, come on down. I have right. one or two possible suggestions, like especially if you're going to the board game route. I don't oh, yeah. know how hard they are to get or how much money they are. I mean, you have a dartboard that's really not being used, so obviously darts doesn't do very well at Strikers. That one does. That one, okay. <laughs> um, there's these, there's those tables where like the old school Pizza Hut tables, where like Miss Pac-Man Android has like like 50 games built into it. Yes. Oh, you mean the cocktail ones? Yes. Mm -hmm. Put like two back here. I would like that. I would like that a lot, actually. The old school retro yeah, games, especially yeah. if you if you want to start doing more like the retro Sega nights and yes. like if you could plug in. I have a system at home. Like I said, we can work together with the not cool in high school. We can do a night of it. Like have like video game tournaments here. Hell yeah, let's do it. I can get. I can hook up. I have an original Xbox that four controllers can plug into. Obviously, if everyone doesn't get drunk and destroy stuff, um, I can bring in like the original like Super Nintendo Mario Kart. And we could do like Mario Kart tournaments or stuff like that and have a lot of fun. I'd be into that. Yeah. Absolutely. People don't get drunk here. We're very responsible. Yeah, but so, <laughs> video game and booze and people <laughs> snap the controllers. And so I know we usually do this at the end of the, at the, end of the show. We're pretty we, much there. We've had five beers. What was your favorite? Uh, the IPA, EYEPA. I'd go EYEPA. Right, so for me, Wilma's. I'd go Wilma's first, followed by Abby's, followed by. Touche. Touche. And then, then if you had your choice between the two coffee beers, I would go Thriller and Vanilla first. Thriller and Vanilla I first. I will be right back. I gotta pee. Just, we're, we're wrapping up. We can we're hold wrapping. it for 13 hold seconds. It. Hold it. Okay. All right. I, I held it for for end game. Uh, give, give me give me your give me your lineup and then you go pee. Okay. I actually like the Thriller and Vanilla. That'd first. be number one. Okay. That, that would be that would be that one. Mm -hmm. I actually like the steak cake. So you go two stouts first. And then Wilma's. All right. Awesome. Go pee. Do you have anything you want? You have nothing to plug. Get out of here. You're out here all the time. Go pee. Go pee. <laughs> I know you're going to have a hard time believing this, Tony, but I'm going with the Thrill and Vanilla first. Thrill yeah. and Vanilla first? Followed by uh, Abby's, then okay. Wilma's. All right. I and that's all rare for me to put a dark beer as my, my favorite. There you go. I... I know you like them all, but you have to have something no, no, you prefer. No, no, no. My favorite has always been the Thriller and Vanilla, so I, I, I got to go with that one as my number one. And that's, the, that's three number one so far. The Wilma's is uh, definitely my number two. Is that because you had a drunken night on it and didn't realize it? Oh, no. I only had one drunken night that I told you about. I had <laughs> many drunken nights. <laughs> we actually, when we were at Trogues, we did uh, the sample tasting, and I, I drank a Mad Elf, and I, like, I drank it, and I went, because it literally brought me back to the one night I had a really bad <laughs> night with Matt Elf. That terrible. is me on Miller Lite and Jaeger. Yeah. That is me on Miller Lite and Jaeger. <laughs> so uh, as we wrap up here, anything, any last things you want to plug, talk about, get out there? Well, next Sunday we're going to be doing it all again, right? Yeah. So Come on out next Sunday. I forgot anything today. I'll remember it for next week. And definitely uh, support your local music scene. Yes, absolutely. Dave? Whether, whether it's here or um, anywhere. Uh, this upcoming Thursday, I will not be on the show for Tornado Tag because I will be with my mom. I won four tickets to go see the Goo Goo Dolls and Train with a limo. Nice. Hey. So, and then uh, this weekend and the following weekend, we have the Make-A-Wish Moms uh, tournament out there in Monoy, or at Monoy, I'm sorry, uh, Minersville. Come on out. They have a raffle basket table. Uh, come out and get your prize on. Come out and check out the games. Make a donation. 
it's all for a good cause. Me and my dad donate our time on powering the games. After this, I'm heading back over there. So come on out, check it out. Maybe pick up a cool prize or two and make a donation. They have food, they have uh, no alcohol, of course. You got food, you got uh, prizes, you can check out a few. These games are actually very competitive for women over 26 years old who either have children or don't. These games get very competitive and it's a very nice game to watch. Yeah. Um, all I got is check the links below. If you, Like I said, if you want to make a donation to the podcast to help us grow, it's, it's always welcome. Thank you so much if you do so. Like and subscribe while you're there. And uh, like I said, this the way that's going to work now is all of our live show will no longer be live until we get to the technology where we can go back to doing that. Um, I want to put quality out first. Um, come see Strikers. Come hang out. You got their lineup here. Come and support. Um, and, they have uh, a lot of cool things. And a uh, big shout out to Mark Kirby, Larry Lane down at uh, Double Barley Brewery for hooking the brother yes. up. Not once, but twice. See, I actually stopped there on my way to Florida and loaded up on beer, drank it. <laughs> so I had to stop on the way back to get more <laughs> and do it again for the show. How are out. they priced, by the way, before we end? How are the, how's their pricing if you stop in? Uh, if you're in the tasting room? No, no, no. Just to pick up a six-pack or a 12-pack and head out. Crap, I don't remember. I know, you, you, I can mean, check it, you can check it out on their, their let's, website. Let's put it this way. I was pretty much close to piss broke on my way back from vacation. So if I could still afford a, a good uh, case. Yeah. Now, um, is this like a mixed sample case? Basically, yeah. yeah so, like um, six. so the Wilma's, the Thriller and Vanilla, and the Steak Cake all came in four packs. Uh, the Abbey's and the Touche came in six. And I think the sixes were eight bucks. And I think the four packs were 11. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. That is pretty good. Nice. And the food, um, you know, big, again, big props to the kitchen down at the uh, Double Barley Taste Room. So if you're on I-95, going through North Carolina, definitely stop there. Smithfield, North Carolina. Um, I don't remember the exit because... Check it, out on I'm tired. check it out on Untapped. Also, you yeah. can follow all of us at Untapped. I will. Uh, mine is uh, Bang and Beers Podcast. Tony, uh, yours is Cold Wolf. Cold Wolf. Yours is X Raptor. And X Raptor X five seven zero. And mine is. I didn't even know I had. A, I have a name. <laughs> Yep. Quick have a name. Mine is Carlito Loco. I Carlito Loco. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that huge thank you to Carlito for uh, you know our Carlos for having us here. Check oh, out Strikers and uh, and check out Double Barley Oak on their website if you're in North Carolina. Check it out and come hang out at the Strikers. We will be uh, obviously if you're watching this now next Sunday. By the time you're watching this, you can come hang out with us that day, and we're gonna have a lot of the Skookback bands here, Skookstock bands here, hanging out and having a good time. So we'll see you then. For that, we're going to wrap it up with Banging Birth Podcast. Guys, check it out. Uh, take it easy. Have a good day.